0: This is the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial.
1: Hey everyone, I have probably talked about this ad nauseum, but in a couple of weeks we have the Cashflow Wealth Summit 2016, it's on June 8th and 9th. And it's going to be amazing. Last year was amazing. This year is going to be incredible. We have Robert Kiyosaki as well as his advisors and his friends speaking on the second day. We also have topics arranged in different real estate investing techniques. We have an economist who is a very uh, lively and passionate person about the economy and a lot of other speakers. So mark your calendars, June 8th and 9th. You can go to cashflowwealthsummit.com to register. Again, that's cashflowwealthsummit.com. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Patrick Donahoe, and we are on episode 147 of the Will Standard Radio, and you know, 147 should be celebrated, right? 150 gets yeah. celebrated, 200 gets celebrated. We should celebrate 147 today. But uh, we got, a, we got a, a couple of interesting guys that are uh, sitting next to me. They both have very low, bar- bar- well, one of them has Barry Manilow voice. The other one, Will, you, you kind of have your moments. You have your moments where you have the Barry Manilow <laughs> voice. Uh, but Eric McGuire and Will Street are here. And we're going to be talking about something that's pretty exciting, which is the uh, the relaunch of, uh, of Paradigm Life, and uh, we may have a few episodes that we do on this subject. Uh, but it's been, uh, you know, it's been quite a while. It's been what it's eight, nine months in the in the making. Uh, so we want to give you a little bit of background on uh, on what we're up to and what's going to be launching on May sixteenth. And uh, we have an official countdown going on too, which we'll post on the the show notes. But we are officially uh, going to be relaunching our our brand now. Not much is going to change. I mean, we're, we do, still do the exact same thing. But uh, we had a, a company come in uh, last end of last summer, and they looked at our logo, they looked at our colors, and they looked at our message and our target demographic. And you know, they basically said, "Listen, you know, with with what you guys are doing and what." is represented by your logo and your branding, you know, there is a somewhat of a disconnect and we would recommend, you know, we, we go through and we interview your clients and we interview uh, advisors and uh, some of the, some of the, the employees and team members. And they did all that. I mean, they, they spent month after month really getting into kind of what we do and why we do it. And then also, Getting into why you know clients uh, end up working with us, and essentially they came up with a really uh, really cool logo. Uh, there's, it's very symbolic in a sense, uh, and also a new uh, name for the strategies, the financial strategies that we uh, that we teach. So you guys have been kind of part of this, you know, this this overall process and the onboarding side of things. So I mean, wh- first off, I mean, what are you? What do you? What do you think about? We're gonna post a logo. We'll pick a picture of the logo. We have we have a, our big sign that's over our reception areas, so we'll take a, lo- a picture of the logo and put it on the show notes. But what are you guys? What are you guys thinking so far about just how,
0: how it's all kind of been coming along? Maybe speaking first, I love it because I think that you know we tend to focus a lot on you know, infinite banking, the banking aspect, you know, that's that tends to be what um, what we're known most for. But really, it, that's just one dimension, you know, that's one aspect of what we do. And the thing that I love about the new logo, and and really a lot of the materials and things that are out there, we, we split up, and we identify key stages that clients find themselves in, you know, growth, income, legacy, And splitting into those three stages really helps us pinpoint where a specific client is because the shoe doesn't always fit the same client the same way, right? It's not a one size fits all. And so depending upon age and demographic and, you know, goals and and those types of things, having the updated, you know, having the rebrand gives us really the ability to focus in on what's relevant specifically for that client. I love it. It's Awesome.
2: awesome. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I love it as well. I mean, the logo's powerful. And like you said, there's a lot of symbol, symbolism in them. Are you going to talk about that now? Yeah, let's, or, let's go into
1: the symbolism because okay. I, I think, right, you know, you look at all whatever's what's conveyed in really anything, there's a, a lot of uh, kind of the, the nonverbal side of it, whether it's a color or whether it's uh, a shape or whether it's a font type, they all yeah. convey different messages.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot that goes into it. And I, I like that when you watch it, and I don't know. I don't know, I I hesitate a little bit just to ruin it for people, because I liked how you presented it to us, where we just saw it, had a chance to look into it, but um, as as clients, and I guess I won't be the spoiler, you guys can if you want to be, but... Look at it and you'll realize there's a lot to it. Look at it different ways and you'll see th- more and more things in it. And I like it goes to what Will's saying, that we're not just trying to pinpoint one thing. We don't sell a product. We sell strategy mm-hmm. and we sell creativity, mm-hmm. ingenuity, and thought. And that's what you get that's different from us than other people is we're not just after here's a product, we take it off the shelf and pass it to you. We, we take whatever product is necessary use our brains and figure out how to structure it, how to implement it, how to fit it into your life so that Mm -hmm. it's a benefit to you. And that's what we're really about.
1: Yeah, and that's what I've, you know, I, I think for the, for the number of years that, that I've been doing, I mean, since 2007, and obviously some of the, the strategies that have, you know, the, that have existed within our realm, there are some, sometimes it's, it's hard to understand because it's not mainstream. And really when I started learning about uh, these this type of planning technique was from uh, Kim Butler. And Kim Butler didn't necessarily uh, follow to the T, the, you know, the infinite banking side of things. But you know, one of the things that I, I loved about what we were doing at that time was how it how it applied to me. Right, and so as I looked at, wow, look at the benefits that I'm gonna get from this. Look at what I can do. You know, that's really where, where I started. That's where I saw the first application. But as you meet with clients, as, as you you know see what uh, they are they're doing, sometimes it applies and sometimes it doesn't. And really looking as you said, well, a one uh, a one size fits all. It's never it's never the case because everybody has different things going on. Mm-hmm. And there's been a number of cases. I mean, I I, I've, I use the example a lot, but you know, there's clients that come to me that sometimes where you're meeting with. Them and they're just not... They want to do this and they want to do that, but most most people, you know, they they tend to want to start further along than they really are. Yeah. And you know, really, what we do, and I think the luxury that we have is we can do our, our web meetings and our video conference meetings, and we can do a lot of them, which means you know we don't have to you know really put pressure a person into doing business with us, right? We really want to do what's best for them. And sometimes it's you know getting out of debt. Sometimes it's you know having just insurance or creating a will and creating a trust and just trying to save, you know, trying to save money period. Right. And, and that's, you know, it's one of those things where when a person comes into, you know, our, our company and they start to learn more about us, we're all about, we're all about education. And as you said, Eric, it's not a product, it's the utilization of a product, which is very difficult, right? Because how are people conditioned? People are conditioned to, you know, this is, this is the checklist for your, you know, your life, right? You go to school, you get a job, you, uh, and you, try to work up that ladder and you put money away and you pay off debt and you get a house. And then as the soon as you can get you a 15 year mortgage and then you pay the house off and then you do this and this. And I mean, it's a, it's a checklist, right? And it supposedly mm-hmm. applies to everybody and it doesn't, but yet, you know, that's what people are conditioned to believe. And before they know it, they get so far along and they're like, what the, Am I, am I doing yeah, yeah. right and then you look at the statistics associated with America today the average returns that are earned in the market after fees which are terrible right you look at you know the credit card debt people have the student loan debt that people have the mortgage debt that they have their incomes right when you adjust for inflation are what they were you know 40 years ago so you look at everything that we've been told to do and then you look at where we're at as a society and it's just it's just not working and I think people are still starting to, to kind of wake up to that. But really what is is beneficial for us is because we do something that's, I guess, atypical or, or different than what the mainstream is. It really allows us to see, you know, into a person's life and figure out their issues, figure out their problems and their challenges and find solutions that are atypical solutions because the typical ones aren't working, working right so the atypical ones are so really as you as you look at you know how we've evolved as a company over time we've been able to really uh, educate ourselves as far as okay how does how does you know the tools and the products that we have apply to this situation and how can we strategize around that and that's why we kind of came up with you know these three phases that you were talking about will which is the first phase is growth right growth is growing your assets building your wealth okay second phase is income right now for the building stage or the growth stage you know it could be a 35 year old or a 45 year old that is you know in the middle of their business or career or whatever and you know they're not they're still lively right they're still vibrant they're still you know working and producing value right they're not worried about you know taking their assets and turning them into income but the 60 year old and 65 year old is they're no longer focused on growth so the idea behind strategizing or utilizing a financial product it's gonna it's gonna be different and so the income side of things, which is this second phase is how do you you know essentially create income where you do become older and you may not you know be able to uh, be as active as you once were. How do you figure out ways in which you can create cash flow and create income in a way that's better than what you know Wall Street typically proclaims? So this is ideas. So we we found all sorts of utilization for what we do and how we do it, but you can't really put that into one bucket, right? It has to be, you know, really spread out. And that's how people think, you know, people think in concept, they think in acronyms, they think in something that is comparable to something else. And that's why, you know, we really struggled for a while because we were using different strategies for different purposes, right? And sometimes people got confused and they couldn't, you know, understand this and that. So I think really what we came up with is the name for a strategy that is, is all, all encompassing, but yet has different different applications based on where a person is in their financial life. So the strategy we came up with is the the perpetual wealth strategy and it does apply, right, to yeah. when you're building yeah. building assets and then it applies to also when you're creating income. But when you guys, you know, first as we started to kind of work our way through this, the rebranding and figuring out how do we, you know, create something that's, that's all encompassing, but yet applicable to the different stages of financial life. What were some of your initial thoughts there? Or, or maybe, maybe back up and say, you know, as you guys have been meeting with clients and really seeing where a person is in financial life and seeing the different applications, okay. And then learning about, you know, what we're trying to do as a a strategy or a conceptualization. How have you seen that uh, as potentially beneficial?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually had a conversation similar to this today with a client, one of my really, really close friends, clients that we've become really close with, and I was telling him about the launch, and his first reaction was worried. He said, you guys do everything so well, he was worried, why are we changing it? Mm-hmm. And I tried to say, you know, for one, we're never happy with just you know doing the best, we want to be better mm-hmm. at all times. But the other part I tried to explain to him is we're not changing what we do and who we are. Mm-hmm. And one beauty of what we have is we're really what they're what clients I think are going to see when they come to our site after the launch is basically before it was we had so much good information, but they didn't know where to get it. And I think yeah. the articles were hidden and they'd have to sift, you know, someone in their 20s would have to sift through something about legacy planning. To find something that you know it pertains to him, mm-hmm. and vice versa, if someone in their seventies would talk about raising a family or something that doesn't apply go to, to them. Him. Yeah, and so now, really, what you're going to see is organization. So when you go in, you can you know find the material that's about, uh, um, applicable to you. But then, as you were talking, it just kind of resonated to me how powerful it is because once you get an advisor, we don't put you necessarily in the box. We can look. And so if, if you think that you're in one, but we can see something else, we can still bring in value. We know what all of them are. And so it's not like we're going to put you down a path that you have to stay down that path from the website. That's really the role of us in an, as an advisor mm-hmm. is to look at the big picture for you and not put you in that box that you talked about, but keep it broad and say, here's, you You may be in growth, but there may be a principle and legacy that we can bring into you or mm-hmm. income, or you know, we can grab some other pieces and really tailor it personally to you. Yep.
0: And uh, yeah, just maybe along those same lines, you know, uh, I, I think something that I struggled with a little bit when I first, um, you know, when I first began with Paradigm was, you know, you, you get you get the client or you get the individual who comes comes to us and maybe they're just on the doorstep of retirement. You know, they're in their late 60s, you know, mid to late 60s, and the focus is just squarely still on growth, 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 growth. And, and having to kind of have those conversations with people about the nature of money, you know, and the nature of, of you know, different vehicles and aspects of, of planning and preparing and, you know, to kind of have that discussion of, well, what's the purpose of the growth at this stage? The purpose of the growth is to provide you with income ultimately, right? And so the, the thing that I love about the rebrand, and this goes back, uh, Eric, to something you said, and then kind of where I started, and that is it's just so much more comprehensive. It's, it's easily identifiable as being a comprehensive strategy that, uh, and I love our name, you know, paradigm. Paradigm for me, you know, the way I define that word is it's, it's a mindset. And sometimes we can get so ingrained in a particular mindset when in reality, if we were to take a step back and look at the circumstances surrounding us, we shouldn't necessarily be in that mindset. We should shift that mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I think the rebrand along with, you know, relevant information now in a place that is accessible and we can sift through it in a way that we can figure out what's relevant and what's not, we can more easily shift those paradigms and focus on what's truly going to benefit the client yeah. in the moment and and at that stage in no, their
1: life, and you hit on some good you hit on some really good points because you know as as human as human beings we're always we're always growing we're always evolving, yep. but at the same time we we have a sense of there's a sense of comfort when it comes to something that's certain something that's you know that you're that you're used to when something changes there's always that you know that that hesitant or mm-hmm. resistance to you know trying to having to adapt, yep. and so I, you look at you know a perfect point which is people are conditioned to you know save and save and build and build and grow and grow and put money away and put money away until a point where really they they should be using that cuz they set it aside for their future once they get to that point they don't really consider it. I mean, they still consider it the future. Where right. no, that's the, the future has now become the present, right? And so now it's you know how do you change that that mindset? But in the beginning, if you really you know look at financial life, you know you should be growing. You should be putting money away because of that future. But yet you look at the mainstream Wall Street financial plan and what normal financial advisors and we get a lot of this training too. What we what we're taught to do is just continue to get more and more and more money under management. And, you know, really it's never for the income play. Right? It's always for build, 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 grow, 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 keep money in for the long run. But there really is no end game. So what this does, as you said, it kind of contextualizes uh, or puts into you know a one, one focus your entire financial life, which is the growth side, which is the building of assets, the income side, which is you know living off of those assets, and then the legacy side, which is ensuring maybe that there's assets that remain, but also ensuring that you're financially responsible so that you're not relying on people when you do get into those latter stages of life. Now, when, I guess another thing too is, you guys have been really helpful. Uh, Will, you know, we're gonna you you wrote, you spent a ton of time. Uh, writing writing a book, writing mm-hmm. an ebook that we're going to be uh, using, and then Eric, you've been instrumental in some of the um, taking our, our our old articles and our old content, which related to real estate, which related to business, which related to income, and you've kind of helped in that regard. So as you will, as you've been maybe writing your your uh, ebook, would have been you know some of the things that have you know, you've you know some of the things you've broken through and and realized and understood because when you write down your story and you yeah. write down you know and you know people are going to read something from you you make sure that you're sending the right message, Rightness. right? And mm-hmm. the message that you want, at least the message you want to convey. Yeah. So what, what what was your experience writing that that book? And then Eric will go to you. Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: It, I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, there's kind of an old expression where, you know, you talk about doing a research paper, a research project, and, and, you know, those types of things or giving a talk in some way. You always talk about how you as a presenter learn more than probably anyone who reads or, or listens to you speak. And I think me and you, you got to come up with like a clever statement dude you have, you had like the bull, take the, the bull by the you know if you monkey with the if bull,
1: you at the, the horn <laughs> so, so let's come up with another okay i got to start thinking about that okay, i I'll, I'll chew on <laughs> that a little bit
0: no 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 you're good <laughs> so in and having to actually sit down and put pen to paper and kind of tell my story but then walk through kind of the you know because when i first discovered this concept and discovered paradigm, it was you know i was practicing law it was 2007, 2008, you know, the market's in a free fall. I'm seeing colleagues and, you know, people working at the firm who were planning to retire that day or or not that day, but that year having to put off retirement and looking around thinking what in the world, there's gotta be something better than this. And so as I started to kind of have those, those small awakenings, you know, I in and, and in kind of articulating those and putting those down on paper and kind of coming up with those in an ebook, I mean it just absolutely solidified the beginning and the end mm-hmm. and, and all of the little pieces along the way. And really without even knowing it, because I started writing that ebook before we started to kind of come up with the rebrand. Mm-hmm. I was kind of walking down a similar path, but then once the rebrand became clear and the, the logo came out and income or growth income legacy, we say it in a way that is better than I could have said it. But that concept is just so powerful, and I think it resonates with so many people. It, it definitely did with me. Cool.
1: Eric, what's been your I mean, what's been your experience looking at? You know, some of the material that we had that, we, that have been written in the past and and also kind of how we've, again, kind of rebranded and taken all of our concepts and kind of housed them into something that's very easy to understand. Let's, what's been your experience with that?
2: Yeah, and that's been something I think so powerful with what we just rebranded, the Perpetual Wells Strategy, is we try to take what we've been doing and reading some of the old articles, we're trying to describe that to people, but we didn't have the terminology for it. So sometimes I found that we were You know, using three, four sentences to try to describe an idea that I think now will be so clear with three words. Mm. The clients, the the more they get to know us and the more they hear our podcast, the more we're able to use that terminology and what it means to us. Mm. We can, our articles will just get better and better and better. So it's fun to be able to go through and say, wow, we took a long time just trying to describe something and we can now condense that down. And make it even clearer with our new vision.
1: Cool, yeah. So, you know, this is we're planning to launch in May. May sixteenth. It's going to be a new site. You know, it's really again, it's not it's not changing anything that we're doing right now because you know we're in all of we're in a very similar stage of life, uh, each each of us individually. And you know, our our thing is is growth, right? It's really uh, it's it's building our, our, our assets and our mind, obviously, and, and taking those, that education, taking those skills, taking those talents, and, you know, providing a lot of benefit to individuals, helping them, you know, essentially do the same thing. And, you know, looking at uh, a lot of our clients, though, they may not be in the same situation that, that right. we're in. Uh, and that's where, you know, really you look at where we've come from uh, and then where we're going. It's essentially to you know, kind of help individuals do exactly what we, what we're doing. But really, I mean, as, as we're plugged into financial services, we're plugged into the economy and we see things that are going on, you know, our, our eyes are a little bit different. Our paradigm or our perspective is, is much different because you look at, at the the chaos in, you know, the middle class and you know, the amount of people that are in poverty and the unemployment rates, which, you know, they, they are what they are. Uh, but looking at how you know how people are employed with which is a lot of just labor labor jobs mm-hmm. and then the evolution of technology. I mean, we see so much change going on and so much so much opportunity. But yet individuals are still in this in this position where they're they're scared, they're afraid, and they live in that scarcity, which affects their their entire mm-hmm. life. But maybe what I like to what I like to do is start to talk about you know ways in which uh, using the perpetual wealth strategy, using the tools and strategies that we teach helps an individual expand their, their mindset. Uh, and, you know, I guess the first example we can, we can use is uh, one of Nate's clients that came in uh, this, this past week, Charlie, who actually won our, he was really weird. You know, he won, he won our competition to go to, uh, to Dallas to that three-day Brian Tracy event. Uh, but then he came in the office, you know, that, that very next day. And he, I think he's from uh, the, uh, lives on the East coast. But you look at some of the words that he used to describe his experience with us, and then some of the, uh, you know, some of the responses to the surveys we send out, and how individuals are now looking at life different. Maybe, maybe you guys talk about some of the experiences you've had with clients, or maybe yourselves in general, and how you know doing what we're doing from a financial perspective affects the way in which we view the rest of our lives.
0: Yeah, I, I can maybe jump in real quick. The first. The first example that I can think of, well, two that hit really close to home, my mom and my mother-in-law. You know, b- before um, I'd say, you know, if we were just squarely focused on that growth piece and, you know, infinite banking or, you know, those types of things, um, we, we, you miss out on, on the other pieces, right? I talked about that kind of being a one-dimensional approach. And in the case of my mom and my mother-in-law, Two ladies, you know, in their late sixties, newly retired, um, neither of whom have a significant amount in terms of wealth and resources and all of that. And my mom, in particular, uh, you know, you, if you think back to August of two thousand fifteen, the market really took a nosedive. I mean, some things were happening in, in China, and the Dow was was uh, was sinking pretty quickly. And my mom had a particular vehicle in place to, for retirement. That was just absolutely the wrong thing for her. She would wake up in the morning and she'd watch the market. She'd watch the ticker and literally worry herself sick because uh, you know she'd she'd she's looking at this thing that she needs to use to create income, but she's watching her account statements show that the balance is depleting. And so when I kind of walked her through some changes that she could make where she could all of a sudden insulate herself from the market and she didn't have to worry about looking at, you know, watching and, and seeing what the Dow's doing that day. And she could have a, a stream of income that's going to last her for the rest of her life. I mean, she literally, she got emotional because she didn't have to feel that anymore. She didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a very similar experience with, with my wife's mom. Mm-hmm. Same idea. You know, it's just... We're conditioned to believe and think a certain way and we think that you've just got to ride the market roller coaster and there's no alternative and the reality is that you don't.
1: For the rest of your life. Yeah. But here's the other thing too, which which you know kind of expands on what you were saying. And, and we, we don't, we don't experience this, us, us three, yeah. right? Cause we're in the similar, but you look at, you look at individuals that have spent, you know, 25, 35, 45, 40 years, whatever. And they've received a paycheck every, every week or every other week or every month or whatever the frequency was. And suddenly they get to the point where now they have to watch the market and take money out here mm-hmm. and take money. Out. It's a very stressful, very stressful situation. Yeah. And I don't say that because of experience, but I, but I see that based on the experience I've seen in. Others and really looking at ways in which you can create lifetime income that people are really oblivious to, uh, because you know what's the common strategy? The common strategy is you know you take four percent a year according to Monte Carlo and 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 that's the way that it is, right? But looking at what is uh, what's available to individuals that are on the brink of retirement where they can ensure a paycheck for the rest of their life. I mean that right there, just the fact that that exists is hugely Mm -hmm. comforting to people, right? Because they don't have to have a worry associated with things that are going to be going yep. on inside the market.
0: And my, my mom, sorry, Eric, real quick. My mom was, you know, thinking that she was in the grow, grow, grow stage. But in reality, she had an income need and she didn't realize it. Yep. And so unlocking that, you know, opening that door, turning on that light was huge. Yeah, and I see, I know, I don't,
1: don't lose your thought, Eric. But one one thing I've seen in, in some of the you know, clients that are on the brink of retirement or in retirement is, and this is, you know, there's some uh, people in my in personal life that are this way. Where they have a huge, huge amount in their IRA or their 401 k, and they're so afraid to touch that money yeah. that all they do is live off of their social security, and it's just my it's mind numbing. Where there's you know hundreds of thousands, I know cases where you know, millions of dollars in accounts, but yet they live like they're a pauper just because they're afraid to touch that. It's interesting, yeah. Eric.
2: Yeah, well, what I was going to add is you're right. We're all, us three are all in the same you know kind of phase of life. But we've all, and I like that Will shared, you know, we've helped our parents, we've helped loved ones that are in different phases, which for me personally puts me in that mindset. Like if I look at my parents and I see full disclosure of what they're going through, I know their worries, I know what they're doing. I'm as interested in them being successful as if it was me. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that just because we're in that phase, we've never really felt the emotions of being in other phases, at least for me personally, because as I've helped older, like my older clients or my parents or loved ones, aunts, uncles, those things, that I've put myself in their shoes and really tried to feel and care for them and think what's the best for them. Mm -hmm. And it helps me kind of understand all the stages, not just the stage I'm in. I I feel like I've almost lived through some of those other stages, working with them and going through those and I try to implement that same um, passion with all my clients. Yeah. Well, it's powerful, you know, and, and and this is,
1: you know, this goes to the, you know, the group that we had and you guys chiming in and giving, you know, feedback as far as us coming up with these names and these stages and so forth, but it's really it's really profound uh, that, number one, I mean, obviously we provide financial tools that ultimately replace Wall Street vehicles. They replace, you know, the need for a 401k, they place a need for a mutual fund, for a Roth IRA, and, and that that's powerful in and of itself because most people, you know, are conditioned to think that these tools are the only ways to invest and get a return that will actually, you know, afford them uh, inflation protection and then, you know, a future compounded interest type of, you know, nest egg. Uh, so it replaces all of that without hardly any any risk. Then you have you know the financing side of things because right now I think really what is draining people uh, when it comes to uh, their lifestyle is the fact that there's so much crap to buy. Yeah. Right. You have crap everywhere. You have, you have. I mean, you go on Amazon, it's like amazing just how much stuff that exists. And people, you know, really have this availability of credit. Uh, you have commercial after commercial after commercial, right? Of you know Samuel. Jackson, and now you have, you know, Tina Fey, and then you have, you have all these celebrities that are endorsing these, you know, credit card companies, right? Because credit enables a person to take advantage of this, you know, very consumptive nature. Not to say that consumption is bad, but, you know, we're definitely in a society of consumption. But individuals, because of how readily available credit is, often get times get themselves in, in trouble. I had a client the other day, and he, he was like, listen, my wife and I, were, she, my, or she said, my wife is, she just wants to get the basement done. She she just has she has to get it done and you know we can't afford payments back to you know back to the to the policy on the on the loan and I'm like listen man it's like I get it I I mean I get you want to finish your your basement okay but look at what you know look at what you're saying and why we set this up right if you're really committed to this. Then really look at the transaction itself, and I understand you may think you need it, okay. And I would love for you to have it, but right now is that the most responsible thing that you that you can do? So really, the system helps with the idea behind credit, which is yeah, credit's readily available, but it doesn't mean that because Capital One's going to give you you know ten thousand dollar credit line at twenty five percent. That you should actually go and use it, <laughs> right? So again, it, my, my point is, you know, it replaces Wall Street, replaces the banking side of things, okay? But it also prepares you for the future and being able to have a much higher uh, lifetime type of income than what a Monte Carlo simulation will provide. But the last thing I want to kind of hit on before before we end is the idea behind legacy. We didn't really hit on that. And that's something that's, that's somewhat hard to, to talk about because legacy applies to so many different aspects yeah. Of, of life, so the three sections we're talking about within the perpetual wealth strategy is growth, which is you know replacing Wall Street, uh, and then income, which is a better alternative to Monte Carlo, uh, which is the four percent rule in in, in uh, retirement, and then finally legacy. So what's great is that when you you know adopt our principles, when you adopt some of the strategies, you immediately have a legacy plan built in. Okay. Because you are essentially guaranteeing money is going to be passed to the future generation. So maybe let's talk about that uh, a little bit. Eric, I mean, I know you have some experience here because you had a uh, an older brother that that prematurely passed away in a, yeah. in a plane accident. Uh, and what he was able to do, you know, even though he wasn't a, a, a alive, what he was he able to do for his family, for his children,
2: right? Is going to probably pass on to multiple generations? Yeah, for sure. And I actually, it was funny because I thought of one of his favorite quotes, when you talk because sometimes the biggest hurdle people think with legacy is they don't want to leave their kids money and Les would always say if you are worried about leaving your kids money because you know they're spoiled or rotten or whatever they're already spoiled or rotten <laughs> <laughs> and so you've already the problem's already there the money's just going to manifest it yep. and so but it, and then with following up with that what is awesome about this is we teach money in the true perspective exactly what you're talking about with the credit card if you go through our system and you work with us and, get, and implement the strategy you look at money differently than you'll ever look at it before mm-hmm. as you teach your kids that they will they're not going to be consumers they're going to be producers money will be a benefit to them mm-hmm. when you pass on money to them it'll be to chair. it'll be for them to contribute in society to better other people to better your grandkids to better th- your great grandkids it's going to be a blessing to your life and if you look around any wealthy society the names of the wealthy stay the same so the wealthy have figured this out of i'm wealthy how do i pass it on to my kids who still are wealthy and they pass it on to their kids. I mean, every once in a while someone squanders it, but for the most part, the wealthy names in this country stay the same. Mm-hmm. And we're really teaching you how do you start building that. How do you have your last name be a famous last name two, three, four generations down the road because you started doing the right things with money now. Great point, man. That's a great point. So, and we're we have our we have our less
1: uh, annual our annual podcast coming up here in in June, yep. right? Well, so here's, so I guess from a legacy perspective, you know, you, you really look at, you know, you look at your life and we had a, you know, we had a a client two weeks ago, 21 years old, right. And he had a, had a seizure and, and. And pass away. I mean, you look at our you look at our lives. Our lives are very fragile. Number one, it's only so many hours we have during the day, only so much time that we have. And really, you know, in the end, the chances of us, you know, living kind of how we think we're going to live is are, are pretty good. Uh, but regardless, you know, knowing that you set up a strategy, set up your finances so that your legacy is built in from day one, it's a powerful concept because number one, you have that you know you have that degree of certainty. But number two, you start thinking differently about wow, there is money that's going to be passed on. Now, how am I going to treat those? That I have designated as the recipients of that money, which is which is powerful, right? Yeah. And that affects relationships right now, even though it might be a really long time in the future when that you know when that happens. And last year, you know, when when I was coming back from uh, my 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 parents live on Cape Cod. Uh, so we were coming back from Boston to Salt Lake in a direct flight, and our plane went through a, a huge hailstorm, right? And that was that was powerful for me because you know the 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 experience. And we I did a podcast on this, you know, last year, but the experience for me was very it was very humbling because it made me experience right in that moment, like hey. The, something sad. Yes. This is it. Right. And you, you really look at, you know, how, what you've done, the legacy you've created, uh, who you are as a person in the lives that that impacted, could you have done more? Okay. Could you have set things up differently? Could you have pushed the limits more? Could you have, you know, helped more people or been of, of service or a value to more people? And, you know, it's, it's powerful. And I think really setting, uh, you know, setting the stage for your entire financial life right now, if you're in that growth stage, okay, that, that's what happens. You prepare for all three stages by setting it up right now. So anyway, looking at, you know, our 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 relaunch and as we kind of uh, conclude the podcast you know, this, this relaunch, we've redone a lot of our videos. Uh, we have a whole brand new e-learning platform, it's still called Infinite 101, but it's a whole platform that really kind of gets into this idea of growth income and legacy. Uh, we also have a lot of redone articles and redone materials. And we actually have something really cool, which I'll, I'll probably start to talk about. I'll, I'll give you a little teaser right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, we we found a, a, a service and a company that we're gonna be partnering with that has this kind of legacy thing down. And and it's a really cool vault type of system where you're able to store in there uh, a lot of your most important documents and you know even personal information like you know what's the code to your garage or where your keys located or and also you know uh, linking up with some of your legacy statements and things you you want your heirs and your kids to remember about you. I mean there's a whole kind of software system we're going to be building into uh, building into the program. So it's really cool. Like uh, what this has really kind of created as as uh, you know the value proposition that we have for people. Uh, but I'm excited. You know we have two weeks ish uh, until this uh, until this launches. So May sixteenth is uh, is the date. Uh, I'm not sure if we're gonna do anything crazy, but if you do visit the website on May sixteenth, <clears throat> I don't guarantee that the whole thing's gonna work. <laughs> but I guarantee it'll look different.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, but you know, we—that's uh, what we wanted to start talking about over the next few weeks—is you know what this launch looks like, uh, what we're going to be doing, um, what it means for us, what it means for you as listeners, uh, and what it means for you as clients. If you're a client of Paradigm Life, but uh, we're excited for it. You know, I think this is a uh, kind of the uh, time that we're maturing a little bit as a as a company, and uh, hope we're able to really take what we're all. Passionate about and put it in a way which is uh, easier to understand uh, to clients in
2: the beginning. Any any final words from you guys before we uh, before we end? I'll just say that I'm I'm super super excited because I think the new material, the new videos, the new—I mean, it's amazing. It's really really good stuff. It's not just a kind of um, you know just changing the face of it. it. You really drastically added tons and tons of value to it, and I I'm super excited. I'm excited for people to read Will's ebook. Yeah, I'm right. excited
0: for that too.
1: I, I saw your little, I saw the pages they're building for you. It looks really, is it cool? It looks really cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't
0: even seen it. Yeah.
1: So anyway, anyway, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're grateful you guys are listening. Appreciate your time and to us this morning. And uh, again, next, next week we'll probably be right back at it. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're going to put a little ad in here for, uh, for our summit that's coming up as well, which is yeah, also a awesome. big event. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys uh, so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show. Your gold standard in everything financial.